Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, good evening, and welcome to yet another podcast of the week. This is the podcast where we won't even talk about the Bournemouth game that's just been. Ah, uh, you can work out why. Because it was that bad. It was... I told you it would No, be. it was that good. Hurrah! Amazingly, Gary got here in time for this one. It is, Hello. isn't it? How did you get here? Gary Hayes is here. Just wanted to make up for my bad performance last time. Oh, you've done so... We're so proud of you managing to get here for this. And Andy, you're still here. Yeah, and I'm not the grumpiest person in the room. No, it's, it's amazing. Quite, quite incredible. And um, it's just funny because um, I don't know if you remember or if you heard that John Batsek, who was with us the other week, um, he has a ringtone of Drogba scoring in the Champions League. Um, and uh, it's it's been hysterical because he gave it to us. And now my phone rings and I just don't answer it. I have to listen oh, to no, the end of it. it and it's really funny. And I was, I was in um, the dentist yesterday in the middle of the waiting room and it was only, Drogba, he's gone! <laughs> in the middle of this. And like, everyone's looking around. Oh. We'll always be grateful for John, won't we? <laughs> you were both there for that as well, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. I was in the... Um, Hold on. Sorry. Thank you very much. I was in the one of the hotels opposite Wembley <laughs> because it had been, messing around with his it'd been the Blackpool West Ham playoff final. I had to work that day, so I couldn't go to the game. Gary, you've told that story a hundred oh, times. I've told you this game. Do yeah. I, you know what, I tell it every time I can because I get so frustrated. <laughs> but then equally, I feel so satisfied running around this bar with West Ham fans throwing actual glass pints at me and just rubbing it in. And there was, you know, everyone in there was supporting Bayern. I just. I was there, giving it some. Well done, Get Gary. We're, we're very proud of you. So yeah, you will always be in our hearts. You'll John always Batsek. be a plastic. No, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm t- I'm t- well, it's funny actually because I was there and I, um, I got um, after because I wouldn't drink during the game. And there's a Tesco on the corner, and I went to this Tesco and I got um, four cans of beer. And I don't really drink a lot, so I yeah, you're a ne- wuss, aren't you? I necked them all the way from Wembley Park to Liverpool Street. And by the time I've got off that tube, and that was over a month. Yeah, I, I, I was wrecked by the time I've got that tube. And I rang, I rang my mate Ed, and I was there going, "Ed, this is living. This is living." Because whenever Chelsea do anything, that's my saying. This is living. And was it just generic lager you were drinking? Kestrel. Um, it was probably something trendy like Brooklyn Lager or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because that's the kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know, you, you know, you've got all the. Don't do things by halves. Well, 
<laughs> no arse for you. It's a full can. But um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been an interesting time of it. I mean, the one thing we didn't talk about earlier this week was Champions League and and the way we kind of messed up Atletico. But never mind that. The draw was. I said beforehand, I had a feeling it'd be Barcelona, although it was only a one in three chance because we could only have got them. PSG or Besiktas, couldn't we? Yeah. With the way it worked out, because we've messed up getting top spot. How did you feel, and how do you feel about it being Barcelona? I'm fine with it. I mean, I think, you know, listen, we've, we've played Barcelona eight times. Messi's played us eight times and never scored against us. And, you know, we have a hoodoo. I mean, there must be in the back of their minds, oh my God, it's Chelsea again. Mm. Um, it must be, because there's so many... I mean, we've had our own moments against them. I mean, Iniesta scoring in the last minute, and, you know... Pff, We've had we've had a, we've had some classic games, but we've also beaten them convincingly. We've knocked them out the Champions League. We've you know we are a proper hoodoo team for them. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it, and I think we are the type of team that will raise our game against them as well. Yeah, I, I think we would have probably beaten Besiktas, but in a lot of ways, I think Conte and the team. No matter, because we are a variable side this year, they will know what the game is all about. It's Barcelona. You have to play to a certain standard or you're going to get mashed. And I think they'll probably take the example of, say, Man City at home. Say, if we don't get it right, this is what happens when you play the very best sides. Yeah. They find a way just to beat you and you're not going to do anything about it. I think, look, anything, anything with the team that we've got at the moment and where we're at with our, you know, sort of evolution of our team, anything from here on in is a bonus. You know, if we if we can win, that'll be brilliant. If I don't, I don't expect us to win the Champions League. Everything we get, whether we beat them home and away, both, whatever, it's a bonus to me. You know, I'm not going to break down in tears if we don't win. But I think just as a club, you know, you can go back to you know the sixties and all the rest of it. But you know, I think culturally, the club, you look at the we played them fifteen times in our history. We've won five, they've won five, we've drawn five, and we're unbeaten against them. Come February, we'll be unbeaten for twelve years. Yeah last seven games against them we haven't lost okay we might have lost that 2009 semi-final on the away goals but we haven't lost mm. and I think that Chelsea the culture of the club and the way we play against Barcelona it was the last time we lost was when we when we beat them at the bridge and lost 5-1 at the, no 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 okay. that, that was in um, 2000 that was that was 99-2000 beat them 3-1 oh, okay. didn't we in Figa got our last minute That's goal right. I was getting I had my tonsils out that day. And anyway, everyone said that it didn't matter that Figo goal. And then well and then he beat us three one in normal time and then it ended up five one yeah. in extra time, didn't it? But um the last time we lost was when um we'd beaten them four two um at Stanford Bridge a year before when That's Tom right. Terry's got that header and then we played him in the groups. Um no, no sorry, we played him in the knockout round again, sorry, um, the right. next season. And um, it was Del Horno got sent off against that's a young right. seventeen-year-old Messi. That's right. Yeah. Was it seventeen, eighteen-year-old Messi? Yeah. And that—that's and I think John Terry scored, and we were down to ten men. Yeah. Um, but then it, it seems to be a Barcelona that if we keep eleven men, we're always a match for them. Yeah. I think well, the way we even set when up, we don't have eleven men, even when John Terry gets sent say, off, <laughs> but invariably what happens? We get players sent off, and it sort of flips the tide because even back to when um, when we lost two one at the new Camp in in two thousand and five when. Um, when Duff crossed that ball and they scored the own goal and then Drogba got sent off straight after half time. Yeah. And then all the controversy that we've spoken to Steve Maxi Clark about. Maxi scored the winner in that game? Maxwell? Maxi? Yeah, it was Maxi Lopez. Oh, Lopez, Maxi Lopez. Right. Who's, I think he's at yeah. Sam Dory now, isn't he? He's yeah. the one who um, Icardi had game. the fling of his wife. Yeah. Oh. When, they, when they were playing together, okay. I, I was, well, at, I was after, at the nail camp for that game. Oh, oh I thought you were there for the fling. Well, the I think you were that. as well. Yeah, of course I was. You were there as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah so, and that was when. Well, actually, we've just got to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in a second. Sign up and deposit up to fifty pounds, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to fifty pounds worth of free bets. 
Follow the link to bet.chelseapodcast.net. And we're back. Barcelona, That was it the first or the second time where I took us for that really wonderful meal? That was, it was wonderful. It was all right. It was not. It was wonderful. It Everyone was, loved it. It was okay. It cost us, honestly, Gary, he took us to the restaurant. It cost about 150 quid each. <laughs> it was we got, brilliant. We got absolutely, yeah, he made you pay as well, We got he? absolutely mugged off. And Kerry just sitting in the middle of it all going, no, but it was very nice. And I'm like, it wasn't 150 quid nice. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was actually It wasn't. It was a bit of seafood. A, a burger and Can we get, oh, We'll have the sea bass at 50 quid a kilo or whatever it was. <laughs> it anyway. wasn't, actually. I think it was, I think it was turbot. You, it was sea bass. expensive, darling. It wasn't just sea bass. I'll tell you that much. I remember Damn what I ate for 150 See, quid, yeah. this is the difference. You go to Huddersfield and have kebab and chips for about 99p. I go to Barcelona and have uh, turbot and things with my friends <laughs> at 150 quid a head. It wasn't Sorry. turbot. It, it was better. It was Seabass. It wasn't Seabass. Absolutely. So are you going to go there? Are you going to go to the return? Are you going to go to return leg this year? Uh, and go yeah, back. See I'd what like the prices to. Are. I'd like to. I'm not going to that restaurant, though. No. I'm going to a kebab shop. <laughs> now, 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 now the pound has plummeted. It's probably about 300 quid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's not go there. But, but, um, uh, but talk, talking about Chelsea Barcelona, there they are games that I think even for the neutral, to see that tie come out of the hat. You know, it's a great tie for the Champions League in general because these games come laced with so much emotion, so much controversy. And, you know, club, it's almost that Chelsea, the antithesis of what Barcelona say they represent. Even well, we got we know called anti football, didn't we, yeah, after, well, after that game? That yeah. was, but that was, um, no, what wasn't we, we weren't called anti football, we were called the enemy of football. Enemy and of football, that came that's from right. Yeah. A UEFA official, that's which right. was all to do with what happened with Jose and, and Rijkaard. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the thing with these games though, they're not just football matches. Yeah. There's so much that goes on, you know, before the game, after the game and, you know, the, the three week window in between those games in 2005, you know, and we, um, we lost 2-1 and then we beat them 4-2. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Barcelona this year, but apparently Suarez isn't having a great season He's only got year. nine goals or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. You know, Messi, Messi, yeah. Messi's been good, but you know, I mean, they're not the force that they were with the you three amigos what? up front. Nothing, none of it matters. When the, when those teams run out on the pitch, it is Barcelona-Chelsea. We're talking two and a half months as well, though, but yeah, yeah. it is. But like you say, it's, it's Barcelona-Chelsea. There's so much... It's almost like, you know, the, the fact that we've played them so many times in the last decade, you know, it's, it's almost like a Premier League rival, isn't it? You yeah. know, I know we haven't played them for the, um, since 2012, but, but still, you but know. You're right. The, the, the weight of history is on those games and it'll, yeah. be, it'll be a top night at the bridge. And, that, and this, there's, always that, there's always a controversial moment of some sort. Yeah. Whether it is Chelsea feeling hard done by for Terry getting sent off, your city replays and you can't, okay, he should have been sent off. Messi diving against Del Horno. Yeah, exactly. Hitting the bar from exactly. a penalty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, th- th- a half-time incident. A and then yeah, even in 2012 when Cesc hits the bar yeah. you know, and, and they were playing us off the park and then, you know, Lamps puts the ball out to Ramirez, Ramirez puts it in, Drogba goal. You know, and then obviously 2009, SCN scores that wonder goal and then, you know, Iniesta the way he does and uh, Avrebo, the referee, giving away, should have given about 10 penalties. 2012, and, wasn't it? Um, Ramirez. Uh, Iniesta hit the post, didn't he, at the end? Uh, was Xavi hit the post at the end in the, in the Ramirez game? Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. The Ramirez goal for me was just wonderful. Oh, and that Torres goal was, was pretty special. Mm. Anyway, anyway one, definitely one to look on, forward to. Someone had that up on Twitter the other day, a guy called Alex who listens to the show and I saw, I was like, oh, that's um, a genius from Torres. I love the way he read the game so early that he was like, the ball's going to come out here any moment, I'm going to move. Yeah. He, he wasn't really out of position, he just read the game. I hadn't just given the ball away <laughs> at Mis- all, had he? Misunderstood <laughs> genius. Literally gave the ball away just before that, people forget. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And we were meant to be shoring up shop and exactly. things and winding the clock down. But yeah. so anyway, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a classic game. 
and it's something to really look forward to. It sort of makes you think in the future. And I actually think it's a more interesting game than Real Madrid PSG. I think it's got something about it because of the history. Mm. There's not that much history between no, P- those PSG two. PSG just no one criticizes them for it either. When Chelsea, you know, when 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 Abramovich first came on the scene, Chelsea were vilified for being what they were, and PSG are financially doping to extremes oh. way beyond what Chelsea ever did. They are the ultimate Aravist team at the moment. But yeah. everyone loves them for it. Yeah. You know, well, they, do they though? They do. No, I don't know why. I think it's because nobody really ever watches them because yeah. nobody watches the French league. Yeah, everyone's there, like saying, "Oh, we know they spent this amount of money, but we should just celebrate this PSG team for what they're doing." Yeah, well, Neymar apparently wants to go anyway now. Yeah, well, Surreal. Yeah, that, that, oh, in a way, I really hope that happens. Because, I'd love it to happen just to see the look on well, more just, than a club's face. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> that would be pretty horrendous. Um, anyway, we shall be back after this break to discuss all the upcoming games over Christmas. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Okay, well, we're just going to have a quick look back at the Southampton game. And uh, that was quite an interesting old lineup that he put out. Well, it was one change from the game against Huddersfield. Gary Cahill came in uh, for Antonio Rudiger. Otherwise, it was pretty much the same. We still went with three up front. Uh, William Hazard and Pedro. Although Morata did come on uh, with just over 15 minutes to go. Um, you know, I thought it was a fairly straightforward game. The one nil I didn't, I, I thought was, uh, was was sort of misleading in some ways. You know, I thought we totally battered them. 24 shots, eight on target, 54% of the possession. Um, I mean, I know it took Alonso with a with a worldy free kick to, to win it for us, but we looked comfortable. I don't think we ever looked uncomfortable in the game. Um, you know, a couple of milestones in the game. Uh, Victor Moses made his 50th Premier League start in a Chelsea shirt and um, you know it's not a lot is it no no and when you think how long he's been there five years yeah exactly and we've scored seven direct free kicks under Conte in all competitions more than any other Premier League side uh, since the start of last season (laughs) well I I would say that Alonso managed to bail us out of it in that game because you know we did fight I know we had a lot of chances but A I would say why isn't Everybody not just saying that Fraser Forster is England's number one keeper. He's twice the keeper that Joe Hart is. He made some incredible saves. I just think he's a bit lumbering, mate. Oh, yeah, but have you seen Joe Hart? Yeah, but I'd rather have um, Buckland. Butland. Yeah. Or Maybe. I'd have Butland. Um, who's the uh, Burnley keeper? What, the one who's injured? Tom Heaton. Tom yeah, Heaton, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, but you've got um, Matey Boy who's going to come to Chelsea on Saturday. What's his name? Pickford. Pickford's good. Sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Pickford, yeah, Jordan So Pickford, I'd have yeah. it Butland, Pickford, Hart. Yeah. And Forster left on the plane. I think he's a lumbering le- le- fool. In the oh, he's just a big I thought he bloke. made some really great saves against but, us. See, I, I, I wasn't at the game and I was listening to it on Five Live and I watched it back on Chelsea TV and Pat Nevin was absolutely slating him on Five Live, complaining about Not, why not he moving was, his feet. And why he always punches the ball. He's like, why is he punching the ball all the yeah, time? And then when I watched the game, I could, just, I could just see the point. Well, his hands on his hands on his hands on his knees, didn't he, for the goal? Yeah, that was really weird. The way he lined up the ball, he's not. He wasn't assertive enough with um, Gabby Dini, wasn't he? Just what, sort of just in terms lining him, it up. Yeah, yeah let him just, do what he wanted. Just yeah, like exactly. Gabby Dini was refusing to move. She was like, but okay, well, that's point, just about my right. My point is, he made some good saves, and he's still better than Joe Hart. Yeah, well, that, that's not that's <laughs> not saying a lot. <laughs> no, really. it's not. But I did, I did think it was a frustrating game in a lot of ways because we were so in control. Yeah. But as you were saying in the last podcast. We're not clinical enough, and and that is starting to worry me quite a bit. Well, we're clinical enough, 
we're probably not as clinical as we should be because we're winning games, so we're clinical enough. But we're not clinical. But we're not. But get... we're not burying games when we should be. No. And, and one thing about Alonso though, he's had a hand in fourteen goals for Chelsea, ten goals, four assists, more than any other Premier League defender at the moment. And you know, again, he's one of those players that people turn around and go, "Well, he could be upgraded." And, I, and to be fair, I've said that. I have said that this season. But I think he's proving himself to be a real fighter and somebody that you know that that's that's earned his place uh, on the starting uh, lineup. I yeah. Think the, the impression is that he. Yeah, he probably could be, but then it's almost he, he represents what this team is, and that it's the sum of its parts rather Agreed. than this being these individuals. Agreed. That you look at individually and you think, yeah, okay, there are better players than him in that position. As you know, we mentioned in the podcast earlier this week, you know, people requesting or demanding that um, Alexandro replace him and all the rest of it. But I just think that. Well, okay, he hasn't had a good season. No, but, and I just think that with Alonso, that he's not perfect, he's not amazing, but then wing backs aren't. No. They do wing, a hard job, but wing backs aren't amazing defenders, and they're not amazing wingers. They sort of do a, enough of a job in each position to yeah. be good at what they do, and that's what you want from them. It's like Victor Moses. You play Victor Moses as a right back; he's not going to be great. You play him as a right winger. There's a reason why you know the common early. He's only made fifty starts for Chelsea in the league. Mm. You know, there's a reason why he's been shipped around to. Liverpool, West Ham and Stoke because in that position he wasn't good enough but then you get him playing as a hybrid and he's sort of got enough to, to do it and yeah. you think okay you can, get an, you can get an upgrade in him but then there's only specialist wing backs that you, you know you think of the great wing backs in the last 10 to 15 years Danny Alves you know I can't think of any players off the top of my head apart from you know some of the who's the, who's the Real Madrid geezer oh well yeah um, plays left, left wing back you know Marcelo, yeah, Marcelo, yeah. yeah, yeah Marcelo. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, but he's. You know, I think you'd have to say that he's. One he's of got the best. better. I don't really like any Real Madrid player. No, anyway. but I, I, I just think with him as well, though, he's Bunch got the problems Alonso's got in that he's not. He's not good enough defensively. Mm. You know, he, he's all right going forward, but defensively, he's not great. But that, that's what I'm saying, though. That he, he'll do a good job as a wing back, but then you put him as a left back, and he'll have problems. Put him as a winger only, and he'll have problems. Whereas. There's only, there's only there's only there's only a there's only a few a few players though that you can really say you know that have been Albert great Ferrer. great wing backs Albert Albert Ferrer. Oh, he's my favourite player <laughs> Steve Clark um, well, Steve no Clark song. he hated playing wing back didn't know. he as he told us in our exclusive chat Kerry yes he did indeed <laughs> tell us how much he hated it but yeah I, only Morata has attempted more shots in the Premier League for Chelsea this season than Alonso. Uh, Morata's had 49 shots and Alonso's had 34 shots you know so going forward you can't argue with Alonso that one he had from the edge of the box against Southampton when he took it when it was really fizzed across to him and he took it on the chest was incredible yeah. I mean it was a bit of a, a glory save for the cameras but the way he took it on his chest because that was travelling as well. well what I really like about him is how he's he's come to Chelsea completely unfancied and everyone thought that we were signing him as a backup to Azpilicueta because he was still playing left back at the yeah. time and he's just done what Cahill did, that he's just completely, you know... Defied all logic. Yeah, but and just got, in there and got this great. move and thought, I'm going to grab my opportunity with both hands, I'm going to make this work. And now look at him. Yeah, I know, you know? I, I totally agree. Listen, three points in the bag, not a classic by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, enough. And, you know, back-to-back wins, I think, don't think you can argue that. And, uh, yeah, we move forward. Yeah, and an uh, interesting stat about um, Christensen. Uh, in two and a half years of football, he's only received three yellow cards. Mm. I think that's incredible. Phil wouldn't like that. Sorry? Phil wouldn't like that. No. He likes his defenders to get yellow yeah, cards. Yeah, hundreds of yellows. But, you know, I mean, but it is quite I a think thing. T- t- two things. One, it shows that he reads the game well, and it, that means yeah. he's not getting out of position and yeah. having to commit fouls. But that's also, what it shows as well, though, is the 
playing that libero role, how it suits a player like him because he's not... So long as he's positioned well, he's not having to defend. I don't think there are enough superlatives for how well Christensen's playing at the moment. I think he's been absolutely superb. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want him to get too overhyped and put too much pressure on him. But you know, it's well, so I don't ex- think he listens to it's us. It's so yeah. exciting to see his development over the last you know three yeah. months. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah. But it, and that, that's what's so good about it though is that that system Chelsea play having a player like that where Cahill and Aspilicueta will do the dirty work defensively, and you've got Christensen or David Luiz to be the ones mopping up and have that ability to mop up and do it do it well as well you know you, you look at the the past success rate he's, he's had over the course of the season it's in the high 90s yeah and for, and for such a young player to have that confidence to be picking out you know teammates and you know, to be completing that amount of passes shows that he's got a cool head he's playing with his head up he's not got his head down you know just the basics of football that are so hard to, to pull off especially when you're a young player before we no. look at the other things shall I just quickly do the youth yeah, development yeah, very quickly so development squad's last game against Derby County was actually postponed due to the weather they played Man City at home in the league um, uh, or played Man City at home in the league on Tuesday and uh, under 18s got their uh, uh, defence of the FA Youth Cup off to a good start with a comfortable 4-0 win at home to Scunthorpe United on Friday night Uh, that's their fixtures now finished until Saturday the 6th of January uh, when they'll play Reading away in the league and the ladies beat Liverpool ladies 5-1 at home in the Continental Ties Cup quarter final on Sunday Uh, they're also finished now until 1.30pm on Sunday the 7th of January when they play Arsenal ladies at home in the league a game that will be shown live on BT Sport and they've got Man City in the semis haven't they, they? Have. So Emma Hayes having twins is she having twins mm. I know she was having a baby congratulations yeah. to Emma yeah congrats. friend of the show absolutely so yeah um, I'm so sure we're related somewhere down the line I doubt it Gary yeah. <laughs> our, she's charming very acumen. nice well educated charming beautiful well, talented and, and which of those three when are you going to start talking about Emma which of those three could you you know uh, apply all to yourself of them, and obviously a high level of football knowledge and acumen and obviously, we're both called Hayes. We have a bloodline. I and think a, that's the only thing. A bloodline can... and a shared intelligence. <laughs> Blimey, hold on. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, back Emma. To sorry, very, very, very <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, so we got a, a hell of a Christmas ding dong coming up. You're off up to Everton on uh, the weekend with Phil, with young Me and Phil. Phil. Yeah, Everton. That it's a shame, isn't it? You know, we're we're playing them probably at the worst time. Well, for a, a little bit time. of a resurgence. Wayne Rooney's started to find the back of the net again. Well, you know. every second penalty. Well, yeah. yeah. He's got a terrible penalty record. Yeah, he has. Ten out of his, you know, whatever yeah. his 30 penalties. Yeah, one in three. Right. But, um, yeah, no, they've got they've had a little bit of a new manager bounce, haven't they, under Big Sam? So, yeah, but listen, we've got to play these teams. And well, I think they obviously had a relationship because they worked together for England, yeah, didn't they? Did, they? yeah. Once <laughs> for one day. <laughs> well, yeah. we're their first proper test, though, aren't we? Yeah. I know they played Liverpool, but... Yeah. Mm. But we are. I think we playing us is a big test of Big Sam's resolve and because after that Liverpool game where they just you know they they really camped in and just you know really battled for that point mm. since then they've been playing a bit more offensively they on the front foot they won't play like that but it's us. going to be interesting to see how they do it because He'll shut they, up, they, so. like, they like to get us at Goodison they always think that they can turn us over as you know they, they've got this impression that we're some fairies and they'll, they'll park the bus but it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see how they play because yeah they'll park the bus Gary you know, you know they will I don't know though because there's, there's times that he doesn't do that and he surprises managers the time waste and tight the bus and park the bus mm, but they're at home you know, I got it wrong earlier so I was saying that Pickford was coming to Stanford Bridge I forgot we were away mm. yeah no well we will see so uh, we then got Brighton on Boxing Day yeah I love a Boxing Day game yeah. it's going to be a nightmare to get there everybody because uh, this district line work. is closed completely uh, you can get 
to the ground to Earl's Court on the Piccadilly line, but apparently they think they're about an hour away after the game. Well, they say, how back. do they know that? What is that? Because based everybody on? will be going to the to the to that station after the game, yeah, Kerry. Well, so there'll be I, massive queues. But you know, it, it'd be interesting to see if people go to Earl's Court or not. Um, I think they often say those things keep people away, which is quite good because I go to Earl's Court every time. So, but it is going to be a nightmare. Are you going to go up for the game? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to. I'll drive down. Because you can't get... I didn't realise you can't get a train anywhere in this country on Boxing no, Day. it's not good. Mm. You know. Park down Lots Road. No. It's the best place to park. I park in Hammersmith. Oh, it's parked down Lots Road. It's like a two-minute walk from the stadium. Got, I've got a... Um, what do they call it? Uh, one of those parking app things. What, a disabled parking... Just park thing. Thing right near yeah, the ground. Which is so wrong if you have. Six, six quid. Well, so you can just somebody's book, driveway. What, so you can book the car park? Yeah, no, spot. somebody's driveway. Oh, right. Yeah. Just park. You go, just you park. go down Lots Road, yeah. it's, it's free. No, do, it's just, miles away, though. No, it's not. It's about, it's about at least it's a 15-minute walk. Two-minute walk, just next, right off King's Road. Yeah. We know next we're Lots Road. Right, it's, it's not a two-minute walk. Well, it? if you're young, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have a bad back. <laughs> well, that's all of us absolutely screwed on that one. So, yeah, so it's going to be a bit difficult, and there's train problems for the Stoke game as well. Yeah, so we'll get, make sure you get on the website and have a look and, and get figure all that out. Yeah. but And then we got, as if that wasn't enough, then we got Arsenal on the third. That's going to be a tough old game. So we got Stoke before that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've got Brighton and Stoke, yeah. Christmas, Nightmares. There'll be, well, you would think it's six points. Yeah. And then we've got Arsenal away. That's nine points. Then we've got Norwich, next round of the Cup. You hope. So that's how it's looking for Christmas. Lots so shall we go for a quick set of predictions then? Go on. Let's go for Everton away. And I'm going to start, because I never start. Go on. I'm going to go for 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be really tight. I think 1-0 to us. 2-1 to Chelsea. Oh, you're back on board with the Blues. <laughs> okay, Brighton at home. Andy, you can go. 4-0 Chelsea. 5-0 to Chelsea. 1-0 to Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm going to go for 6-3. I was going to say, it could be a game like that. It could <laughs> be a game like Villa that. Games. Yeah, <laughs> Villa 4-4. And you know what? I don't know if I've told this story before. So I was working at Chelsea at the time and um, I took my wife with me. And uh, at the end of the game, one of the Chelsea press officers, it was a key, we went, so uh, who was Dead Gill sleeping on your shoulder? And I went, yeah, that was Louise, sorry. And Louise, 4-4, Sheva masterclass, and she slept through the whole game. Head on my shoulder, appalling. Uh, can I just ask what nationality the person was who spoke to you? Was? I just said he was South a Kiwi. African, didn't he? Oh, Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, bro, <laughs> who was that leaning on your shoulder, eh? What, <laughs> what is that? That's, that's the worst a Kiwi. Come on, my family, yeah, live, my family live in New Zealand. I know a good Kiwi accent. Really? Carry on, do oh, some like, more. Bro, I was watching the football, eh? And I was like, hey, who's that girl sleeping on your shoulder, bro? Come on. <laughs> Yeah. That's literally. That's literally <laughs> that, not a music. That's a Kiwi accent. That's, that's literally. No, that, that's that's more Kiwi Maori accent. That is. <laughs> oh, look at you, you drongo, eh? What? <laughs> uh, right. Any Kiwis listening to this, tweet us and tell them how right I am. That's awful. awful. That's awful. It is. That's actually ruined my Christmas. No, it is actually. It's a <laughs> new go get some accent. Fresh and chips, eh, bro? <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a new accent. It's incredible. Uh, it's the new republic. That's, like, that's South Africa via Huddersfield. No, that's, no. You, I, you listen. You listen to these these Kiwis. The way they speak. Well, yeah. Oh, you know what? Like my that. brother's my brother's living in Berlin. He's a Kiwi. So when he comes out, he, he's coming to mine on Thursday for Christmas. So I'm going to play in that bit. I'm going to say, "What do you think of my Kiwi accent?" Be like, he's oh. a Kiwi. Your brother. Well, he, he moved over there when he was really young. So when he speaks, like, oh, bro. So he can't do it either. (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. So I'm going to play this to him. And my other brother, who's another Kiwi, he's at university coming to me tomorrow. So I'm going to play this to him as well and be like, oh, what do you think? And be like, oh, bro, you're doing a family proud, eh? It's an incredible accent. No, that's what everyone in New Zealand In New Zealand, they all say, oh, bro. Everything. Nigerian than New Zealand. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you know something? It's actually worth you not having been here for the first half of the first podcast because you've more than made up for it in this part of really no you really should in the do new some year i'll of, work on some other accents and I'll, yeah pli- no just do that one that one is fine <laughs> well, for I'll me come in we'll have um, <laughs> okay last two last two result predictions um i don't know where we got to um so let's go South, it's stoke now isn't it stoke stoke it's you to go first bro oh bro chelsea two stoke nearly <laughs> So <laughs> this podcast is going to have to finish a bit earlier than expected. Oh, I think. Um, Stoke are in crisis, aren't they? At the moment, Stoke, yeah, I'm going to go three nil Chelsea. Yeah, I'm also going to go three nil. No, you can't. I am. Yeah, all right, it's Christmas. Um, Arsenal away. Uh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go for one nil Chelsea. One all. No, right. Remember last time I said we were going to smash him. Yeah. Right. He would have learned his lesson from last time. We're going to smash him three one. Oh. Excellent. How did that happen? We've now got a poltergeist in the room and machinery's moving all over the place. Okay, last prediction is Norwich and a cup away. Um, you can go, Andy. 4-0. 2-2. Two, two, replay. No, can we have the Kiwi version? Oh, bro, going to have a replay, eh? 2-2, two, two, eh? <laughs> get him back to the bridge and give him a pasting. <laughs> Dreadful. It is just absolutely awful. And my prediction is, is I'll just go straight forward 2-0. So I'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Chelsea all year. We'll be back in the new year. Andy, I'm sure you'd like to say thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Happy Christmas, everybody, and a fantastic new year, and we'll see you in 2018. And from our Kiwi, would you please like to give us some festive cheer <laughs> in your own time? Gonna put a shrimp on the barbie, eh, bro? <laughs> Got a hot Christmas coming my way. <laughs> and from Gary, it's happy Christmas. <laughs> oh, that is enough for this year. That really is. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network.